0: Sixteen years since it was first approved, Tonga's parliament has finally passed legislation that will enable the establishment of an independent commission against corruption in the kingdom. The Anti-Corruption Commission Act was approved by parliament in 2007, but never enacted until Thursday last week. I spoke with our Tongan correspondent, Kalafi Muala, about the significance of the occasion.
1: It's to do with the passing in, or the approval in parliament, in Tonga's parliament, as the Anti-Corruption Amendment Act. Back in 2007, uh, the Anti-Corruption uh, Act was approved by Parliament, but nothing was done about it. And so it has taken uh, five governments and 16 years, all the way to last week, when for the first time it came up in Parliament, and they felt that they needed to amend a couple of the clauses uh, before they approve it uh, and then ready to set up. This is a major step for us, Koroy, because uh, uh, there has been uh, voices uh, going on in Tonga about how uh, getting an anti-corruption commission established is very vital to our fight against corruption in this country. And uh, finally, so we've got it. Uh, of course, it's approved, it's, uh, there are a lot of uh, mechanics and technical things that need to be done. Uh, but at least we we are heading in the right direction.
0: They've proven to be a bit of a two-edged sword, these ICACs in the region. I mean, there have been uh, some that have, have been toothless, not actually being effective. And there have been some like, um, in the case of Fiji, where they've actually been used as tools of persecution. So have you, have you had a look at some of the details and what the Tongan Independent Commission Against Corruption will entail?
1: Yes. Uh, the, the two amendments are very interesting. Uh, the, the, the first amendment, in the act itself that was approved in 2007, uh, the uh, anti-corruption commissioner is supposed to be in the level of a Supreme Court judge. Uh, Most of our Supreme Court judges, of course, come from overseas here in Tonga. Now, the amendment they made last week was that it doesn't have to be at that level as long as you have somebody that has practiced law uh, for over 15 years. And so now they have the process of people applying for it now in the process of appointment. And of course, as you well know, in Tonga and many countries in the Pacific, process of selection and appointment uh, into an office are uh, usually where uh, corruption starts anyway, and so it's very, very important uh, for us here in to see uh, who, is being, uh, who is going to be appointed uh, for this office. The other thing, of course, is the funding. There's always been the excuse that we don't have the, the funding for setting up an anti-corruption commission. But uh, one of the amendments is that the funding is going to come from the government. We're not going to depend on somebody from overseas doing the funding. And so those are the two things.
0: In terms of the the prosecution um, abilities of this body, what do you know how it meshes with the current legal justice system in Tonga?
1: Well, uh, of course, we do have an ombudsman that exists. And one of the complaints, of course, that has been going on in the last... Uh, a decade, what, what kind of fruit or what kind of result have our ombudsman? Uh, the omb- ombudsman in Tonga is when you have a complaint, particularly within the government services, a complaint you take to the ombudsman. But we have never had any issues uh, that has happened or somebody that has been prosecuted as a result of work with the ombudsman. Now, the difference with the anti-corruption is they have the power to be able to investigate and to be able to uh, prosecute. In other words, prosecution will mean they'll hand it over to the attorney general uh, for the prosecution under their recommendation. So at least that's where there would be some teeth uh, in the whole process.
0: Mm, It it still has that, like the difficulty for being the independent part of the, the acronym if it's funded by government, if the cases go back to the Attorney General for prosecution, what if, it, what if the Independent Commission Against Corruption is investigating the Prime Minister, say? Yes. Uh, you know, like, where, where, how do you navigate the independence there and the conflicts?
1: Yes. Uh, our Attorney General, of course, is not appointed by government, so uh, it's independent. The appointment of the anti-corruption commissioner is primarily an appointment by the King. Uh, but it has to be recommended by a panel, the same kind of panel that appoints the Supreme Court judges. So in that sense, there is an independence in terms of the authority to appoint. However, you, you made a very good point in terms of the funding. Uh, in other words, the budget uh, that the government comes up with every year, they have the budget for the permission. Uh, for the commission you know how uh, not only the payment of the commission but i'm sure that the office and the staff and so on but the appointment anyway is still in a sense independent independent even though the funding will come from government
0: yeah it's very interesting i, I um, just making a comparison with the ombudsman role that you, you mentioned in in the solomon islands case the ombudsman is seen more as a Almost like a life coach for the MPs in terms of yes. telling them how to amend their ways. Is it similar yes. in Tonga? Yes, very similar. There has never been a case
1: that has come up for prosecution in the, all the time that the ombudsman have been set up in Tonga. I have I have been onto them because there has never been a case uh, that they, you know there have been complaints. They have a, kind of sorted it out. they they're they like a counseling service. They provide, uh, uh, you know, several things peacefully without uh, anybody uh, being brought into the prosecution. We hope it be very, very different with the Anti-Corruption Commission.
0: Thank you, Kalafi. Watch this space. I look, I look forward to seeing how it goes.
1: Thank you so much.